Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready for some hot, steamy conversation? <laughs> I don't know how steamy it is, but hot, yeah. <laughs> My mother and I had a fantastic relationship. This is Stephen, and I just want to share. Uh, yeah, I want to expound on that just quickly. Because the real man... Good morning, and welcome to Coffee Talk. I'm Soy, host of the fastest-growing online talk show where we discuss real topics with real people in real situations. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show where real talk happens every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. I want to remind everyone that Coffee Talk with Soy has grown to a different platform, and we're really excited about that. There's just been great things happening in 2016 for me, the show, and I hope things are happening in your life as well. One of the things that we're doing is we're offering opportunities for folks to market their products and services that relate to health and wellness. How awesome that is, right? So Coffee Talk with Soy is moving to be your one-stop shop for health and wellness, not only will you sit with me on Saturdays to have great conversation, you can also partake in great products, coffee, teas, herbs, vitamins, any other things that you sell or provide that could be valuable to others moving toward the direction of health and wellness. If you have any consulting services that are like-minded with the show, please contact me so we can talk about marketing those products on the website and on the show. I've been getting a lot of inquiries about it, and I really appreciate that, and I'm looking for opportunities where we all can grow together and do great things in 2016. So if you have a product or service and you are interested in advertising it on the show or on the website, please contact me by visiting the website at coffeetalkwithsoy.com, hit the contact form, and we can definitely be in communication about that. You know, this weekend is a known iconic weekend in America. It's the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 2016. It's the 50th Super Bowl celebration, and it's going to be happening Sunday. The actual game is going to be Sunday, February 7th. As you all know, the Panthers will be playing the Broncos. Now, I'm not a Panther fan, but I'm rooting for the Panthers, so I'm hoping that they win. Super Bowl is going to take place in the San Francisco Bay Area. But to my surprise, folks, I learned that not only is it Super Bowl weekend, but some other things are going on. So while we're planning and, and preparing to watch the game or host the game and, and throw on our jerseys and, 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 and scream and yell, and my favorite part is to watch the commercials and, and the ads. So while we're doing that, there's some other things going on too that I have learned to be called America's Dirty Little Secret. Disturbingly to me, it relates to human trafficking, which generates more than $32 billion a year, which is second to drug trafficking. I also learned that roughly 2 million children are exploited during this process across the globe. Most of these children who fall victim to sexual exploitation of human trafficking tend to come from several different backgrounds, 
They may be runaways, victims, or prior sexual abuse, homeless, and children looking to belong or hoping to find acceptance. The average age of the American girl entering into sex trafficking has been reported as young as 13 years of age. Approximately one out of every seven children is sexually contacted or solicited by a predator online. This news has been very disturbing to me, so disturbing that I wanted to cover it as we celebrate Super Bowl weekend. Because Super Bowl weekend has been known to increase the traffic, sex trafficking, human trafficking, in as much as 300%. Can you believe that? So while we're preparing and getting ready for the game, ads and, and solicitation has started already so that people can buy children sex, buy children sex, girls and boys doing this in the weekend. I decided, but what better person to cover this topic with me than this phenomenal man who's been known as a speaker, a trainer, an author, and a foster parent and coach. Dr. John DeGarmo has been known for the works in dealing with foster care children, improving um, the relationship with parents and foster care children. So if you are a foster parent and you're looking for help to help you, with your child, just to understand the behavior and things that they can be going through. This man has been known to impact the relationships, and I'm just honored to have him in the cafe with me today. Good morning, Dr. John DeGarmo. How are you? I am great. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on the program. Oh, wow. Well, you are quite welcome. I thank you for accepting the invitation, and I'm really excited about having this conversation with you this morning. We, we've had conversation offline about this, and I thought that this, this topic has, has just resonated with me because it was so much that I was unaware of. And so I, I posted it on some of my social media sites, and I've been getting feedback and getting hits and comments. And even the one woman said that her, her place of employment is supporting this cause as well. So it, it, it was really a relief to see that people are they, they do know things about this, and they are being active in it. So, so John, tell us a little bit about where, where you're from and how you've come to do this line of work. Oh, thanks for asking. Uh, so I currently live south of Atlanta, Georgia. My wife is from Australia. We moved back to the United States, uh, oh, roughly 20 years ago. Since that time, we've uh, we've had three biological biological children, we've adopted three children from foster care, and we've had about 50 kids come through our home during the past 13 years as foster parents. Right now, we have a very, very quiet number of eight children in our home. Sometimes mm-hmm. we top as many as 10 or 11. So, um, yeah, that's, that's and, and, and I've, I've watched these children from foster care come through my home, and I've written several books on it. I've, I've come to uh, find out, just like you did, that uh, the sex industry for children as victims is is running rampant in the U.S., uh, and so many don't understand it, and so many kids from foster care, so many kids in general across the U.S. are affected by it. In fact, um, in fact, about 300 to 400,000 children in America, in our nation, are affected by, or are victims uh, of sex trafficking. 300 to 400,000 American children. That doesn't include the roughly 4 million children trapped in sex exploitation across the globe. 
Doctor Doctor DeGarmo, tell me when when these kids are I read and through some of your material also one that in most cases these kids are contacted online, which which would be their first contact with, right. with someone. What what can parents do to be cautious about this kind of behavior um that, that may be happening online to kids? What, what what do you advise your clients? Well, you know what what most people don't realize is how big the problem is. It is I think you mentioned it is the second largest uh, industry in the U.S. behind drug trafficking. It is a $32 billion, with a B, billion-dollar-a-year industry in the United States, sex trafficking. So it is huge. It is everywhere, uh, and it is mostly done today online. You know, it's gone off the streets, and now it's online. And so many people, so many parents that I speak to don't appreciate or realize that the fact that these children are being our children, my children, your children, all of our children are easily targeted online by sexual predators through a number of areas, whether it is chat rooms or whether it is through um, online games, which is very, very popular, or whatever it is through um, video video chats. There's just a, a lot of ways that predators are contacting the children. You know, I hear story after story that is just horrific, and the parents, they may be in the next room. Uh, or maybe be in the same room while the children are being contacted by a sexual predator. Parents just need to be very, very diligent and aware of this problem. This problem, but but most parents aren't aware of it. They just simply ignore it. This past week at, at my work, I was mentioning to some people that this is the Super Bowl week. It is the single largest human trafficking uh, week in the United States, and most people just ignore it because they want to be wrapped up in the game. They want to have their friends over and they want to, you know, they want to have the chips and the dip and the beer and watch the commercials like you said, and they want to pretend this doesn't exist. You know, a couple of years ago, just a couple of years ago, there were over 100,000 prostitutes at a Super Bowl um, that were victims, and 133 arrests were children, sex minors, as, mm. as young as 10 years of age. But again, most people want to gloss over it. They want to focus on the game. They don't want to. They don't want to see the Super Bowl as a as a negative thing. In America, we glorify it as it's almost a holiday. Tomorrow's almost a holiday. Yeah. I um I was really surprised to learn that, and I'm just, I'm just thankful that you know my my directly my, my kids have have not been exposed um, to that kind of problem. But but I can definitely relate. I think a few a few Years ago, I learned. So actually, it was just last year. I, I didn't know how how much of a problem that homeless teenagers were. I, I didn't realize there were so many kids that were homeless because of the behavior issues. The parents were putting them out, and things were going on. And I didn't realize there were so many kids in, in the street with with nowhere to go or, or living from pillow, pillow to post. What what kind of resources are out there for 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 those kind of kids? You know, you touched on an interesting thing there, and I know we're not going to focus a lot on foster care this week, but I want to say mm-hmm. this: sixty-five percent of all children in foster care who leave the system when they when they turn old enough or when they age out, sixty-five percent will end up homeless. Seventy-five percent end up in jail. Yeah, the homeless issue is huge. Uh, just this past Christmas, December 22nd, my wife and I hosted 23 children uh, for a Christmas meal, and many of those children mm-hmm. were homeless children in my area. Uh, how can you address it? People just need to become they need to become aware and they need to become advocates. That's the first two things they need to do. They need to become aware of it and accept. For, forget, can, uh, no longer ignore. No longer pretend it doesn't exist. They need to accept that this is a problem. 
and they need to research it, and then they need to become advocates. They need to find out how they can best fight the situation, whether it is writing letters to senators, whether it is writing letters to the newspaper, whether it is joining um, advocacy groups in their area, whether it is contacting homeless shelters. There's a number of ways they can do it, but they just need to become somehow, in the best way they can, an advocate. We can all be an advocate to fight child sex trafficking in the U.S. You know, we don't need to go to the Super Bowl that week to the destination, wherever it may be, this year in San Francisco. We don't need to all travel down to San Francisco and patrol the streets. We need to become advocates in our own town, our own city, our own state, and stand up and say, this is not acceptable, and we're going to fight it. Mm-hmm. So you, you mentioned something that just caught my attention. So generally, I've never been to a Super Bowl game. So do people generally, are, are there advocates out there doing the Super Bowl? There are more and more. There, there, there are more and more as this, as this problem is becoming too light. In the last few years, more and more advocates are standing up and saying this is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. There are more uh, police patrolling the streets. There are more advocacy groups hitting the streets um, and trying to shield the children. Um, but you know, when it's an all week long problem, when these entertainers and these athletes go to these high profile parties. Um, You know, there are prostitutes there, and many times these prostitutes are children. So it's so hard to get Mm -hmm. into the actual location where the children are being uh, victimized, so to speak. And, you know, and and Mm -hmm. our our nation does not do enough to punish the perpetrators, to punish the people who are selling these kids as victims. We don't do enough. We're starting to. The nation is starting to recognize and make it a a felony. Um, But, again, it's just something that is uh, ignored as I said earlier, $32 billion industry in the U.S., why aren't we standing up and fighting this? Wow, nerve-wracking. So, Dr. DeGarmo, let's, um, if we could, I want to get your opinion about um, some of the the background of the kids who, who have been brought into the sex trafficking uh, arena. So some of them are foster kids, their children who've, who've been abused. Um, is, has that been your finding of study in the background of these children who've been captured into this? Right. Uh, the child victims, 65% of them are children from foster care. They've either run away from the system um, or they are no longer part of the system, but somehow they were involved in foster care. That leaves the additional 35%. Um, Generally, these children are children who are not getting—they're not getting the love they need at home. They're coming from broken homes. They're coming from abusive homes. They're coming from homes where the parents are neglecting them. You know, it's not just poor families or drug-infected families. It may be families where the parents are very, very wealthy, but they don't give the children the attention and the love that they need. So these kids—they go online. They go online looking and seeking the love they need, and that's when they get trapped up in these chat rooms or these uh, video games that host uh, sexual things. You know, know, one of the the big games in the United States is called Grand Theft Auto. Perhaps you've heard of it. It's a Mm -hmm. major industry. There have been movies based on it. I think there are six or seven versions of the game. It's a very, very popular game. Most parents don't realize that the children, when they're playing the games, they take on the role of a person who is you know, shooting police and, and robbing car and stealing cars. For them, mm-hmm. in the games of themselves, they can also, to gain more points, they have sex with prostitutes. 
do people are people aware of this? There are games out there where children, the players, can break into homes and rape women and children. And these children are playing these games, and parents are completely oblivious to it. There are game uh, online rooms where people can have multiple players. You go into a site and you and you play a game with various people, and there are sexual predators waiting there to begin conversations with these children. Um, there's lots of different uh, video video um, chat rooms as well where sexual predators are waiting for children to pop up and begin conversation with them. These these kids could be coming from broken homes. They could be coming from uh, wealthy homes. Uh, but all these children are coming from environments where the parents are not giving them the unconditional love and the attention that they need, especially in today's society. There are so many distractions for kids. It's a lot more difficult to be a child today than it was for you and I. We will go outside and run a play. Today's kids are trapped in front of a TV or a uh, an iPhone or a tablet or a computer, whatever it may be, and people are contacting them. The parents are aware, unaware of it. Now, I, I know a little about Grand, Grand Theft Auto. What, what I remember, what I do know about it is that it was a game that mostly boys play. So are young right. boys drafted into this process as well? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, boys are victims as well as sexual predators. Mm-hmm. Yes, especially in, in um, third world countries. But here in the United States, yes, there is that problem as well. You said especially third world countries, really? I'm sorry, pardon me? You said you said especially in third world countries? Oh, yes, yes, especially in third world countries, boys are uh, are, are victims of sex traffickers, yes. Mm-hmm. Different values, much, different much morals. more. In the Middle Eastern countries. Middle Eastern. Hmm. What? um, So you've had you've had quite a few kids come to your home, as you said. You you raised some some foster care kids. Have you had to address this with any of your children? You know, I've had some kids who have come through my home who have been who have been through horrific uh, horrific acts of violence of rape. Of um, of horrors that you couldn't even imagine, and I don't want to discuss with you at this time on the phone. We don't have the time for that. Um, but I have had some children who who I look at and think to myself very easily, this child will be a, predator, a sexual predator. I have had one who was a victim of a sexual predator. Um, in fact, I wrote a book a couple of years ago called Keeping Foster Children Safe Online. It's a book for every parent guardian, grandparent, not just foster kids, but for everybody. The foster care is in the title because we look at specific dangers to foster children, but it covers all dangers mm-hmm. for kids. And uh, I, I wrote the book initially because one time I came downstairs into our uh, lounge area where our computer is, and I found a 17-year-old of ours, a foster child, who was um, who was uh, looking at pictures of um, that were really, really really inappropriate and I realized mm-hmm. what is going on here and she got into a fight very very easily and then it's when I realized it's so easy it's so easy for these kids to just type in something and uh, they either go to a site on purpose or sometimes they go to a site by mistake um, and that's when I realized mm-hmm. oh there's a danger here and that's when I started investigating it um, yeah it's just it's, it's just insane it's just frightening it's frightening for today's parents the things they have to do to navigate their children through these these insane, horrific dangers these kids face. What do you what do you use, Dr. Dummer, you and your wife, what kind of resources or what kind of practices do you use 
in your home? Because I, I know that with me raising raising my children and trying to impose discipline and love and create an environment where they feel safe and secure, to do that for so many other kids, it seems like it's a full-time job. So what is it, what's a day like in your home with with these foster care kids? Oh, my goodness. A day in my home is, uh, well, right now we have eight kids and uh, four of them are in diapers. So it is, it is, uh, it is never a dull moment. But, you know, we do, we have a lot of, uh, we have a lot of practices in place to protect our kids from the online dangers. Mm-hmm. Do I feel we're going to catch every one of them? No. I, I pray that we do, but uh, I'm realistic to know that these kids go to school and they're going to see something on their friend's cell phone. But in our home, at our home, at 9 o'clock in the evening, the children bring their devices, their tablets, their phone upstairs, and they leave them in the kitchen, and they plug them in. And my wife has... Um, my wife goes through them uh, at random, random times, and goes through them and looks for who's been contacting the children and who the children are contacting and what the kids are looking at. Some people tell us, no, that's an invasion of the children's privacy, and I tell them that's rubbish. We are protecting the children. I am not my birth child, my adoptive child, my foster child. I'm not their friend. I'm their parent. I'll be their friend when they're 21 mm. years of age. I'm their parent, though, and I am protecting them. Um, also, we also our children do not have cell phones until at least the very age of 13. Now, sometimes they're not mature enough or ready for that yet. No child needs to have a cell phone at five or six or seven years of age. That is that is ridiculous. There is no way in the world they're emotionally or mature enough for that. Uh, but yeah, I see so many kids at that age who have it. So we have a few guidelines in our home. Uh, we'll check the devices. They come into our kitchen. Um, if they go to a specific site or if we find something on their phone, um, then it's taken away from them. They no longer have the privilege of using it. It's not mm-hmm. a right. It is a privilege. You know, another problem mm-hmm. that leads to sex trafficking is that of sexting. Are you familiar with sexting? Yes, I'm familiar with sexting. But why don't you explain it in case someone else out there is not? Sexting is today's form of flirting. When you and I were in school, uh, we would pass notes back and forth, innocent notes. Today, children, because of the breakdown in values, it becomes a breakdown of family and breakdown in, in morals. Uh, our children, uh, and, and what our children are listening to on the radio and watching on TV, it's a very, very different age. It is no longer Gilligan's Island and the Brady Bunch. It's no longer songs like The Beatles, I Want to Hold Your Hand or Something like that. It is uh, today's TV and 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 music are filled with images and, and sounds of sex. So these kids just don't understand that. Um, they don't understand the dangers there. So a sex message is a message that is a sent over a cell phone or a text message, whatever it may be, that is either a sexual mm-hmm. me- sexual message or it is a naked picture of themselves. For example, there may be a 14-year-old girl who is not getting the attention and the unconditional love she gets at home. So she's seeking it elsewhere. So maybe an older boy at her school, maybe a junior or senior, she's a freshman, maybe a junior or senior says, send me a naked picture of you and I'll go out with you. And that girl who is desperate, mm. desperate for someone to pay attention mm. to her, desperate for love, will go into the school bathroom, lift up her shirt, take a picture of herself, and then send it to the other person. That is a sex message. It is very, very common in today's school that is very, very common with children today. As I said earlier, it is today's form of flirting. Children do not see anything wrong with it. Wow. 
You know, I I I recently um, had some friends who I have a lot of educator friends who are in, in the school systems, and I have become aware of some of the things that's going on with middle school kids, uh, which starts at probably uh, what what is that grade six through uh, eight? Six through eight, yes. Which, yeah, and and I'm just alarmed at the things they're doing, and the um, just how much sexual activity they actually have. Oh yeah, sure, sure. Uh, sexting is is uh, most common in middle school, and it's most common with girls. That's the that's the the average age. It's where it hits the peak. Um, sure, sure. Children are getting pregnant a lot earlier, but then look at it. how many how many families are living in welfare. How many families are coming from broken homes? How many families do not have a father figure in their home who is guiding them, instructing them, and being their example? Sure, these children are. Um, they, they're looking for love. It's where it comes from. They're looking for love because they're not getting it mm. in their home. And it's so it's so very, very sad. That's why so many of these kids who come to our home as foster children, they're reaching out through online means. They're reaching out of school for the love that they never got. And that's why the sexual predators are ready to snatch them up, and they lure them in with false lies and false promises um, and they become victims of these sexual predators, and then they are they are taken from city to city to city as um, child sex trafficking. And sometimes these these children are being victimized or having sex, if you will, up to twenty times a day for money. Oh wow! Can you think of a ten year old girl who's being victimized twenty times a day? It makes my stomach churn. That's that's horrific. Uh, that is horrific. I I, I appreciate you uh, sharing some of the practices that you and your wife impose in your home. Uh, I, I love that you said that you are their parent first and you're not trying to be their friend. I really, I really love that that phrase. I, I would often think of that myself when when raising my kids, and I see that some parents really are trying to be a friend, and that, and that could be you know, the, the breakdown of where those values are. Any, anything else besides checking their phone um, and checking their computer um, access, anything else you could share with parents to help them become aware of what's going on with their kids? Any other things that they may try to employ in their home that may be helpful for them to um, identify or at least deter some of these things that could be possibly coming their way? Sure. To begin with, there are various forms of software out there available that parents can buy to, you know, install into their online devices. They can have at our house every Tuesday night. We have No Tech Tuesday, where there's no technology, there's no computers, there's no cell phones, whatever it may be. No, not even the TV. We'll sit around and chat, play games, you know, read. Um, you know, we'll be with each other. Um, so we do that, and that's trying to strengthen the bond of the family. That's trying to. Uh, build relationships with the children and give them the attention and the love that they need. Um, in our home, there's lots of hugging, there's lots of positive affirmations. Um, you know, I tell my children, every one of them, at least, you know, ten times a day, how much they are loved. Uh, just this last night, I had our annual father-daughter dance at our church where I took the six children, the six girls that are in our home right now. You heard it right, six girls in my home right now. That was quite an adventure. <laughs> uh, um uh, and then you can go online and research other ways to do it. I, I list a lot of ideas in my book, um, Keeping Foster Children Safe Online. There is a contract that parents can sign with their children. The children actually sign it, um, a contract that I developed where um, there are rules and 
and regulations each children had to provide they had to um, go by in order to have a device and if they break it the device is taken you know it's no it's no trouble taking this child's phone saying you know what you lose a privilege that's it and there's discussion on the parent parents are afraid to do it though they're afraid to upset their child yeah but you but you, you said the right thing be a, be a parent first and not a friend well I've enjoyed having you on on the show today can you please um, very quickly before the show ends, share your contact information and where they can get in touch with you and learn more about the work that you do in the community, Dr. DeGarmo. Oh, thanks for asking. You can find me on Facebook and Twitter, Dr. John DeGarmo. D is in David, E, G is in Gary, A-R-M-O. Just Google Dr. John DeGarmo Foster Care and you'll get to my website, and it's very easy. Well, thank you for hanging out in the cafe with, with me today. I have enjoyed this hot, steamy conversation I'm telling you, I just love this show, Coffee Talk with Soy, that is, your new morning show where Real Talk happens every Saturday, 10 a.m. Please look for me on your social media websites. That would be Facebook, Instagram. You can find me under the show name, Coffee Talk with Soy. Don't forget to download the app, Coffee Talk with Soy. It's free, and you can take that with you and never miss another show again. Thanks for hanging out with me. I really appreciate you being in the show. Enjoy your holiday, as Dr. Garmo said, weekend. But be aware of what's going on with, with these children and find a way to become an advocate for teen sex trafficking. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>